1: Good afternoon, it is a doubleheader Monday for yours truly, Jimmy Sangenberger here with you for Stefan Tubbs, and of course I was just in for Deborah Flora in the previous hour as well. Good to be with you today, News Talk 710-KNUS, our telephone number 303-696-1971. You can also text into the show on the 710-KNUS app on your smartphone. And a couple of ways to connect with yours truly on social media. I'm at Sang Center on Twitter. That is my handle. That's Sang with an E, not an A, Center on Twitter. You can also follow me on Facebook. Search Jimmy Sangenberger Media Personality on there. And couple ways to email yours truly directly. Of course, I host the Jimmy Sangenberger Show every Saturday morning from 6 to 9 right here on News Talk 710 KNUS. So if you go to the Jimmy Sangenberger Show page at 710KNUS.com, your email will get right to me. You can also email me via my website at Jimmysengenberger.com Keep in mind, there's no A, I, or U in Sangenberger. It's all E's all the time. Once you know that, Sangenberger is easy. And again, our telephone number, 303-696-1971. That is indeed the number to join in to the festivities. Coming up in the next hour, we will be joined by the one person who should be our sole guest for the show. Mike Davis is the founder and president of the Article 3 Project. He was the point man for the Senate Judiciary Committee's Republicans who shepherded through Brett Kavanaugh's confirmation through the United States Senate to be a justice on the United States Supreme Court. And he's got interesting, fascinating insights on the Biden classified document scandal, which just keeps getting crazier and crazier we'll dive into that next hour with mike davis again of the article three project to get a better understanding of what's going on there here's a question for you have democrats turned on biden or are they starting to turn on Biden? Are they just getting concerned, maybe a little bit of cold feet? Here's California Democrat Representative Ro Khanna, for example.
2: Well, look, I mean, those documents shouldn't have been there. When I look at classified information, being on the House Armed Services Committee, uh, I go to a skiff and I have to give over my phone and I'm not allowed to take any documents outside of the skiff. So uh, I really don't understand Uh, how those documents got into a personal residence, and we do need answers on that. Now, that
1: especially is so because they include documents that go back to when Biden was a U.S. senator, not just vice president, but a United States senator. How the heck does that happen? Now you see... The media pushing back harder. This is a bit of a longer clip, but I want to play it out. It is MSNBC with Biden spokesman and advisor, Ian Sams. No, it is not Corinne Jean Pierre, the incompetent White House press secretary. It's some other person that they are trotting out who's, look, he sounds like he's more fluent and fluid on these issues and better to, better capable of expressing them than you get from, say, Corinne Jean-Pierre, but he's still spewing the same nonsense that even the folks on Morning Joe over on msnbc aren't buying from the administration from ian
3: sam look the president takes this very seriously as you heard him say multiple times in the last week and you know i understand the question about how this happened yeah. and i think it's really important to understand that's exactly the type of thing a justice department investigation would be looking at and so when you appropriately believe in the independence of a justice department to be able to conduct oh, investigations wow. free from undue influence and interference mm. that this president has committed going all the way back to the campaign you know that is why we're deferring to the justice department it's all about the
1: justice department and their independence and we want to accentuate their independence you see it's a very noble cause from the Biden team and from the president.
3: To answer some of these questions, they're going to be tasked with finding all the facts, putting it all together, mm. understanding exactly what happened, so asking wholesome. the questions. That's appropriate. That's Decent. why we're fully cooperating mm-hmm. to understand how this happened. And the president wait, 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 is giving wait, wait, them access wait, wait, wait. to what they need to answer. The
0: like, like, does the DOJ need to tell the president why the president has classified documents in his home?
2: I don't understand that. Well,
3: Joe, I understand the question, and I think that it's really just gets to the heart of the matter. The Mm. DOJ is the one who's tasked with finding out all the facts here, and the DOJ is going to ask questions, and the DOJ is going to seek information. And we're being fully cooperative with that process. We hope that that process moves forward thoroughly and efficiently so that we can get all the answers out there. He
1: just wants the, the complete answers to get out there they just they're just taking a stand for the independence of the Department of Justice that's all it is it's about the independence of the Department of Justice and that's why Biden can't talk about what he already knows and why his administration isn't able to say very much hmm further he refused to disclose more information and this was some of his logic behind that
4: and you heard congressman Schiff just before this interview he walks into his gift checks for his devices he walks out make sure he doesn't have anything a lot of people are asking how could this happen and that's the answer that that we're stuck on there's no answer being provided
3: Well. Again, I'm going to to stress this again, and I understand that there's a desire for public disclosure of information, that there's a desire for facts to come out. Mm. But it's Mm -hmm. important that the full set of facts be gathered by the Justice Department Mm. and then presented publicly so that people can understand all of these details. That's
1: what this whole thing has been about, right? That's why they didn't disclose months ago, before the election, several days, what, six days before Election Day in the midterms? why they didn't disclose at all that they had uncovered these documents. Listener texting in, and I have been thinking this as well, that our own Hugh Hewitt thinks that they were looking at Biden's properties and so forth because a grand jury subpoenaed documents. And I think that probably has to be the origination here. And then it just expands out from there. But the the narrative from the administration is not something that the media seems to be buying, and even Democrats are pushing back a little bit. So, remember last week, Biden said he had no regrets about this. About not revealing the documents
3: okay. before.
0: As we found. Uh... We found a handful of documents were, failed, uh, were filed in the wrong place. We immediately turned them over to the archives and the Justice Department. We're fully cooperating looking forward to getting this resolved quickly. I think you're going to find there's nothing there. I have no regrets. I'm following what the lawyers have told me they want me to do. It's exactly what we're doing. There's no there there. I have no
1: regrets, and there's no there there. Well, Joe Manchin... The senator from West Virginia ain't really buying the no regrets line from bumbling Biden.
3: President Biden said he had no regrets on how he handled this. Do you have any advice for him on how he should handle this? Oh, I cold? think he should have a lot of regrets.
5: Yeah, I what would, are, I would the, think that. I said whoever's responsible. I mean, if I hold people accountable and I use whether it be my chief of staff or my, you know, my uh, my staff mm-hmm. who's, who, that we're doing this, and I'm looking at and I'm going to hold someone accountable. But right. basically, the buck stops with me.
1: Joe Manchin's word of advice to Biden. And even Dick Durbin is struggling a bit here, but does acknowledge some concerns about this situation. Of course, he's the number two Democrat in the Senate.
5: It's an outrage. It is a literal outrage. This to was during Trump. To take this important information down to his home in Florida and then store it in a closet with uh, traffic, people back and forth in his resort and golf course, is an outrage.
4: Is it also an outrage for the current president to have what appears to be multiple classified documents in multiple locations?
1: This is
5: yesterday. At its heart, the issue is the same. Those documents should not have been in the personal possession of either Joe Biden or Donald Trump. But what happened and followed from it is significantly different.
1: Yes, but an acknowledgement very clearly that Biden erred. Now there's the whataboutism, but the fact of the matter is that Biden is not on strong ground here in any way, shape, or form. What do you think of the fallout, though? 303-696-1971. I mean, this is what an ABC News poll is saying. Our most recent
4: Uh, ABC News Ipsos poll says 64, 64 percent of those in the latest poll. And that was before this latest discovery believed he acted inappropriately,
1: believe he acted inappropriately. Sixty four percent of those surveyed. Hmm. Is the public turning on Biden? Are they expressing concerns here? Alexa texting in, KJP, of course, that is Corinne Jean-Pierre, White House press secretary, was a bit dishonest at the end of last week when reporters inquired why Biden was changing from going to Wilmington to Rehoboth. Obviously, it was because of the search for classified documents at his Wilmington home. KJP made it sound like he just changed his mind. Such a liar. yes absolutely they have been this guy ian sams over the weekend yesterday on the sunday show was very circumspect he was very quiet about what he was willing to say as far as where documents were being searched for which homes and what was going on this way and that way you know that they are running scared at least for the political implications of this if not For the legal implications of this. The Wall Street Journal editorialized on this point, some of this in a piece called Joe Biden's No Regrets Presidency, writing, We can't wait to hear how the president explains the news late Saturday. That a more thorough search of his Wilmington, Delaware home discovered more documents with classified markings. The search was done at the request of the Justice Department, which finally acted to, uh, decided to act like it is conducting a real investigation. Justice had previously let Biden's aides and lawyers do the searching. Justice still allowed Mr. Biden's lawyers to be on hand for the search, a courtesy they didn't extend when they raided Mar-a-Lago. Mr. Biden's attorney, Robert Bauer, said in a statement that the documents including classified materials from Mr. Biden's years as a senator, which ended in 2008, and as vice president, which ended in 2017, The discovery of the new material makes clear that justices earlier indulgence was a mistake and a double standard. And the searches by the White House team were inadequate. They note at the end in this editorial, Mr. Biden can't be indicted as a sitting president under Justice Department rules. But the threat here is more political than criminal. The public can see the double standard. The White House is indulging to explain away his actions, even if most of the press corps doesn't. The president had better hope there isn't more there there, or he might find his hopes for a second term in jeopardy. And also certainly boosting more, enhancing The defense, at the very least politically, of Trump. If not the legal defense, then at the very least the political defense, especially given that you have someone who was a senator and a vice president who somehow had classified documents from that time period. But is the media really turning on Biden? What would be the reasons for that? Or is this just one issue where they know he can't be prosecuted as a current president. He's not going to be impeached and removed because Republicans don't have control of the United States Senate. Even if Republicans wanted to do an impeachment, there's nothing that could come of it. And quite frankly, it would be a dumb political move for Republicans in the House to actually pursue an impeachment, at least at this point, especially given that it has no chance whatsoever when we know it of succeeding in the U S Senate there's not even a sliver of potential for that where he could be convicted and removed from office. Is this just a chance for the media to say, Oh, we went after Biden on the, on the document scandal the, the, the scandal where they know he can't really have any actual repercussions, realistic repercussions, except, Maybe when you get to 2024 and his re-election bid. But they can say, oh, we went after him for this. We were critical of him for this. Is there some basis like that? Or are they frustrated? Are they frustrated genuinely? Because to some extent it seems like this. With the lack of transparency from the Biden team. The Biden White House. They feel like they weren't in the know early enough. And now they're learning more and more about what was missing and what was happening beforehand, and they are increasingly frustrated over that. They're even breaking down the timeline over on CNN. When we come back, we'll play this timeline as CNN laid it out of Biden's classified documents because it's no small thing. It's a big deal. Also coming up on the program, I touched on this. During Deborah Flores' show, but folks, M and M's, M and M's has put its cartoon spokes candies on ice in the freezer. Actress Maya Rudolph is going to be the new spokesperson for M and M's because they couldn't take the heat, and they had to do something. They couldn't take the political heat for their attempted wokeism. You just can't make this stuff up. Oh, my gosh. I feel so sad for the Spokes Candies. This is just absurd. We'll talk about it. Plus, the violence in Atlanta is property destruction violence, or is it not? What are we looking at here? 303 696 1971 is our telephone number. If you want to joy, join in to the festivities, keep it right here. Jimmy Sangenberger in for Stefan Tubbs, a news talk, 710 KNUS. Jimmy Sangenberger back with you in for Stefan Tubbs today on this Music Monday. We've got Southern Rock bumpers for the entire show. Here's one of my absolute favorite Allman Brothers songs, Southbound, as we continue on the program. News Talk 710 KNUS. Good to be with you today until 7 o'clock. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. If you want to join in to the festivities. So Biden's under fire because of... The hiding of these documents and their discovery, miraculously, discovery of documents from when he was U.S. senator, from when he was vice president, the list goes on for the different documents that were obtained and where they were obtained, so on and so forth. And yet the Democrats have a particular concern Dick Durbin, number two, Dem in the U.S. Senate, expressing concern about, well, we have to worry because they're going to go Benghazi on this.
5: Let's be honest about it. Uh, When that information is found, it diminishes uh, the stature of any person who is in possession of it, because it's not supposed to happen. Uh, Whether it was the fault of a staffer or attorney, it makes no difference. The elected official bears ultimate responsibility and we have to worry since this uh, new group that has taken over control of the house of representatives has promised us endless investigations confrontations impeachments and chaos what's going to happen i only have one word for those who are dubious as to whether that will happen and the word is benghazi how long did we spend going through benghazi hearings in the republican controlled house in the past now imagine the MAGA republicans and what they're setting out to do uh, I'm sure that they are going to have investigations uh, to our hearts. delight. Benghazi.
1: They're going to go Benghazi on this one, which frankly minimizes it. Aren't we supposed to be deeply concerned about classified documents? Here's why the minimization of the Biden documents thing is so dumb and nonsensical, especially coming from the left. Think about it. There are classified documents that supposedly are randomly coming up from decades ago when he was a U.S. senator, no later than 2008. Who knows who was in touch with those documents, what they were used for, who accessed them, who didn't access them. When Biden knew that they were in his custody, or did he not at any time no. Did he forget at some point? There's no tracking here going back decades. Isn't that a big deal? Even setting aside the fact that a U.S. Senator and Vice President can't unilaterally say, well, I'm just going to release documents that are classified to myself, like... At least, arguably, the president can do. You don't see that from the vice president and his senator. That, but to me, that's less of a point than you have documents supposedly just lying around now, randomly being discovered in a garage with the Corvette, at a office building, at a at another Biden home. I mean, all these different places. And we're supposed to just be like, oh, well, at least he turned it in within 24 hours after discovering new documents. Number one, was it? Be, oh, were those only uncovered because of a subpoena, as Hugh Hewitt has been pointing out? It seems likely. But number two, aren't we supposed to think that this is a big deal because he's like, I didn't even know. Biden doesn't even know he claims that these documents were in his possession. So how are we supposed to believe that they were always kept under lock and key and nice and safe and sound? They were all concerned about Mar-a-Lago and the people that come and what the visitors to Mar-a-Lago may or may not have had access to and what have you. What about these documents over decades that apparently are just randomly coming up? Now, Delaware Senator Chris Coons is thinking, you know what, let's let the public just decide if it was a mistake to withhold these documents.
3: Well, my understanding, and I I don't know the intimate details of exactly who contacted whom when, my understanding, Martha, is that they promptly
1: contacted uh, the National uh, Archives uh, and Records Administration, which is the appropriate first step, and it took some time for the documents to get from uh, the Biden Center, uh, to, NARA, to the Department of Justice, and that accounts for that delay.
4: It wasn't disclosed to the public until reporters broke the story. Was that a mistake?
1: Um, I think we'll let the public decide that. And I think once we get to the end of the special counsel's investigation, uh, the American mm-hmm. people will have a chance to make a judgment on that. There question. you go. Let the public decide. Well, what is your decision? What do you think Is going on here. 303 696 1971. CNN laid it out pretty well how this timeline has gone. And the little tidbit at the end of this timeline. I think is notable, especially coming from the folks at that particular network.
4: The White House strategy today is downplay, but the playbook might need a refresh after FBI agents discovered even more classified documents in President Biden's Delaware home this weekend. If you're losing track of where the story stands, here's how we got here. On November 2nd, the first batch of documents was found inside of Biden's private office in Washington, D.C., Two days later, the National Archives notified the Justice Department. And then on November 9th, the DOJ launched its probe. Fast forward to December on the 20th, Biden's lawyers searched his garage in Wilmington, Delaware, and found more documents. On January 5th, Attorney General Garland was briefed, and the public learned of the story four days later. Biden's Wilmington home was searched again on the 11th, and more documents were found. A special counsel was named the next day, and five more documents were found in yet another search in Delaware. And that brings us to this past Friday, an unprecedented 13-hour FBI search of a sitting president's home that, yes, has already been searched at least three times, and six more documents found in that search. This drip, drip, drip is getting harder for Democrats to defend.
1: This drip, drip, drip is getting harder for Democrats to defend. And ain't that the truth? When CNN's saying it and laying it out, it's pretty clear what is going on. That something here stinks to high heaven, and there is there, there. There is something real going on. Just before we have to hit our break, Jimmy Sangenberger in for Stefan Tubbs. Let's check in with Will in Loveland. Good afternoon, Will. How are you?
2: Good. How about yourself?
1: I'm doing just fine. So what's on your mind?
2: Well, this was, you know, it's kind of struck me, as you know, uh, thinking about this, they're so, uh, we've got all these documents that have been missing for six years, ten years, and the that archivist that's in charge of the National Archive is supposed to be monitoring all these top-secret storage documents. He was all over Trump because of the documents that he had in his possession since he left office two years ago. But where was he and who's monitoring if all these documents are missing for a decade or six years who's monitoring our top secret documents and why is it you know again a double you know kind of a double system here he's all over trump for documents he's had for two years this guy's you know had documents out for a decade or six years and no it's a great opinion. point. They didn't even know they were
1: missing. Somehow they knew these Trump ones were missing, and they were all on top of it. Now maybe there's something to the Trump documents that we're unaware of that are different from the Biden documents. That's a generous offer to what could be the explanation, but I think you're hitting on something very important. They were able to track these Trump documents very quickly, very closely, and yet for literal decades, Biden somehow holds on to classified documents that are randomly showing up at his home and in an office. I mean, you just can't make this stuff up, Will.
2: No, the archivist was on the news talking about how serious it is to have these documents, you know, out out from a protected source and he didn't seem to have the same, you know, importance on the ones that Biden's been holding on to. So even though they're classified, you know, some of them top secret or whatever, dealing with Iran and, you know, Ukraine and uh, evidently it just there's a double standard again that seems to be rising up. Oh wow,
1: always. I think I think double standard is the nature of Washington D.C. right now. We'll go after Republicans, but Democrats should get a pass. Although I do have to say, there's something enough here where at least the media is start. What do you make of what the media is saying, Will?
2: I think that they're cash. They're going to trade Biden for Trump. They're going to say, all right, we'll we'll make it so we'll give up Biden. He can't run for office, but neither can Trump. So they can knock Trump out, and they know Biden. Mm. Decided, you know. A- competitive so basically to
1: throw biden under the bus and make him a scapegoat and say anybody who has had custody of classified documents like this deserves to be tossed out of office and or not hold office any longer
2: right and, hmm. that, and that so they can they can it's like trade in a pawn for a you know, queen you know kind of thing or a king um like we'll sacrifice our pawn of biden to get rid of trump too yeah
1: Yeah. you know i that's an interesting thought to be sure and it certainly does bolster if if it gives them more credibility to go after trump on this if they say well we did go after biden we're not giving him a pass we never were going to give him a pass so you can see that and we're going to treat trump In that way. Will, I appreciate the call. Those are some interesting thoughts to be sure here on the program. 303-696-1971 is our telephone number. If you'd like to join into the festivities, text coming in from listener, the archivist needs to resign. You know, that seems like a reasonable conclusion at this point. But then again, I do want to see more. What, what, is the, what do the investigations tell us about what the National Archives are doing, what their policies are? I mean, I could see the reasonableness of that claim, but I think it's, it's too soon at this point to call for that. I think we should learn a little bit more. And you know what? There may be a point where it is necessary for the archivist to resign from the National Archives. And we will definitely see what happens in this investigation vis-a-vis that particular individual. Text coming in, noting this, when I checked out a library book, the local library tracked who had the book and when it was checked out. How in the Hades is a simplistic system such as this not in place with classified documents? Shouldn't they have to be signed out even if one is leaving a skiff with classified materials? Absolutely. Whether you are a president, you're a vice president, whether you're a member of Congress or a senator, I, I, of course. And that's the thing about the Trump situation. I think th- they haven't documented that there was any sort of tracking for his documents. And that's a problem in my book. But what we're seeing with Biden is worse in the sense that this is a vice president. This is a senator. And he's had them for decades. What in the world is going on? I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. We're going to take a quick break, filling in for Stefan Tubbs. Money Mondays coming up in the next segment as we continue here on Denver's Local Talk Leader News Talk, 710 KNUS. Breezing on back, Jimmy Sangenberger here with you in for Stephan Tubbs. On this Music Monday, I made the theme Southern Rock, so we got a little Leonard Skinner for you. Call me the breeze. We cover this in my Jimmy Jr. Blues Band which is a lot of fun. It's such a great tune. Good to be with you again here on News Talk 710 KNUS Denver's Local Talk. Leader 303-696-1971, our telephone number. We will get back to the phones here in just a bit. But you know what? Not only is it Music Monday, it is Money Monday with David Fisher of landmarkgold.com, who joins us now. Good afternoon, David. It's good to talk with you.
6: Oh, thanks for having me on your program. Uh, filling in for stuff in there, Jimmy. I appreciate it. Excited about what we're going to talk about today. Y-
1: you know, there are so many, believe it or not, folks, there are so many different things going on economically that it's hard where to figure out where to start. But we do have a lot that's going on with the federal reserve and the fed is doing this thing it's called a blackout period i'm not really sure what that means or or how long that lasts david can you shed a little insight on this mysterious blackout period of the fed
6: yeah so it's february 1st is the next fed meeting and if we go 10 Business days backward from that—that's uh, the Fed blackout period of time. So, why they do this? So for so for about 14 days now, because of the weekends, no Fed uh, board member can talk about what they think is going to happen this coming meeting in February 1st. And so the reason they put into effect this 10-day period is uh, so that Fed officials. Uh, don't say something in their opinion that might be totally contradictive to the majority of the Fed or the Fed chairman when they talk, for this example, February 1st. The other thing is uh, Fed officials uh, might have conflicting opinions and people are making their their legal or their financial um, uh, decisions on what the Fed's going to do, and so if they make a decision to buy or sell a security or or whatever, and then the Fed says something completely different, that's why they initiated this so there wouldn't be this any confusion because the market doesn't like you know uncertainty or confusion. So this has been in place, it's going on right now, and uh, so. We're not seeing too many, uh, we're not seeing any Fed people talking about what might happen February 1st, but we had a few of them talk last week.
1: David, is there any indication, I mean, we're going to find out what the next decision will be in February 1st, of course, after the meeting, but how much are we anticipating the Fed will be raising rates in this year of 2023? Any idea?
6: Well, uh, here's what we know. There's an 80% chance, Jimmy, that. February 1st, the Fed's going to raise rates by a quarter of a percentage point. That would put us at 45 to 4.75%. So, uh, But there's a few Fed people that have been talking that we need to raise rates to 5%, which would take two Fed meetings to get there. Um, and then the some are saying, is James Bowler came out and said it wouldn't be bad if we raise uh, to 7%. He's from the St. Louis uh, president there. So, But we got a little... Insight: One of the Fed's talked a couple of Fed people talked last week. Um, John Williams is one of them, the New York Fed. And he said last Friday that we need to stay the course. We need to keep raising rates uh, until we get inflation under control and get it down to 2%, which is a long ways from where it's at right now. We're in the 7% rate. Uh, rate. And he says, quote, I think we've got a long ways to go which means he confirms that rates are going to be high and elevated throughout this year. Hmm. Uh, and that's not good for stocks. So just be careful. I'm not, I'm not anti-stock. It's just there's a time to invest in it. But clearly the Fed is saying they're going to keep raising rates, keep rates high. And while the market is saying and Wall Street is saying it's time to buy stocks. Uh, if the Fed raises rates on February 1st, that's not going to be good for the stock market more than likely.
1: Again, we're talking with David Fisher, landmarkgold.com. Uh, last week, I know that you spoke a little bit about the debt ceiling. We have several months until this impending deadline, but there's a lot of chatter about the debt ceiling. Can you recap for us what is going on with the debt ceiling? What it is? That, and have there been any updates over the past week, David?
6: So uh, we hit the debt ceiling. The Congress voted a year uh, plus ago that says once you hit thirty one point four plus trillion dollars you can't spend any more and we hit that last last week. Oh, that number and so they uh, thirty one almost thirty one and a half trillion, just slightly <sighs> David, under can that.
1: Can I, can I just say how just mind blowing that number is? Once they hit thirty one and a half trillion dollars, please continue.
6: Yeah, considering when President Obama was in office, it was like nine trillion. So I mean, it's big difference here. Right. Um, so. The, yeah, we've escalated our debt, we ballooned our, com, our country, it's just insane what's happening on, and you know, on a side note, the Democrats want to push to eliminate a debt ceiling, would have unlimited government borrowing going on. There's a bill they're actually wanting, it's not to get too far in the woods here, but there's a bill they're actually putting into effect, uh, one of the uh, Democrats out of Illinois is calling the bill the End the Threat of Default Act, so... Uh, all kinds of things. <laughs> Who knows what Congress is going to do, to throw a curveball into all this, but back to the debt ceiling. Yeah. So we hit the debt ceiling. They can't spend anymore, so Janet Yellen does a thing called Extraordinary Measures, which is just a shell game. Robbing Peter to pay Paul. In other words, they're taking money from the Sh- disability fund. They're taking money from the um, uh, pension fund of the government employees. They're taking money from different funds within the government to pay Social Security checks, to pay interest on the debt, to pay veterans their benefits, and to pay any Treasury bills that get liquidated, that people want their money that they put into that Treasury bill. This is going to last, us, here's the new update, till Jan- uh, June 5th. So somewhere, according to Janet Yellen, that'll keep the lights on until June 5th. We've got to maneuver this money all around, the shell game. On June 6th, they don't have an agreement. That means the country will go into default for the first time. Now, I've always said that they're going to eventually get this, and so have most economists. But there's economists and others out there saying, like Jeffrey Frankel, he's an economist, saying this debt ceiling fight is completely different. He's saying for the first time, this could be like the 1955 movie Rebel Without a Cause with James Dean character driving a fierce game of chicken in a car and jumping out of his car at the last moment while, the re- wi- revive- while his rival miscalculates and drives the car off the cliff. He's saying this time we could drive our country off the cliff if they don't agree on raising the debt. And that's the problem the Democrats don't want to even talk about mm. it. President Biden has made that clear. Right. They want to do these other things. So we're at an impasse because McCarthy – it took 15 nominations or 15 votes to get him nominated, uh, 15 times voting to get him nominated, excuse right. me. And that was one of the things that was at the forefront of the agreement. So for sure, not raising the debt ceiling. Uh,
1: David, we're, we're getting low on time here before we got about a minute and then the computer will cut us off. So uh, I want to ask you to tell us a little bit about the discount going on in gold and silver right
6: now. So this happens uh, because wholesalers are getting rid of product at the end of the year in December. We bought a whole bunch of it because they have to pay taxes, what they're doing. So we're passing the savings off. It's anywhere from 5% all the way up to 15% until supplies last. It's through the end of this month, and uh, there's no obligation. There's no pressure, none of that. Call, learn about it, and when you do that, get my new bail-in report on how the government can seize your money, and you also can see that video on my website by the FDIC, and how the government can seize your money.
1: Yes, indeed. Get the free, newly revised, fresh off the press white paper, the coming bail-in, and contact our friends at Landmark Gold, the great David Fisher, 877-448-2646. That's 877-448-2646 or LandmarkGold.com. Thanks so much, David. Have a great one.
6: Thank you, Jimmy.
1: All right, Jimmy Sangenberger in for Stephan Tubbs. We'll continue in the next hour. Mike Davis will join us, 710 KNUS, Denver's local talk leader